You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hello, and welcome to episode number 77. In honor of Mother's Day, I'm bringing you an interview, or conversation rather, with Sean's ex-wife. She is really an important element of this whole family, and so I wanted to bring her on so you could get to know her a bit. There's a little bit of noise in the audio, and we couldn't figure out where it was coming from, but hopefully it won't be too much of a distraction, and it's a longer interview than usual, but I don't think you'll mind. I really think this is an interview you won't want to miss. I hope you all had a wonderful Mother's Day and you got to enjoy some family time. I was able to be with all of my kids and relax, which was nice and very needed. One last thing, I just wanted to announce the winner of this month's giveaway, which was a $20 Amazon gift card, and that goes to Java Queen 4. Java Queen, please send me your email address so I can get that out to you right away. And that's all I have to announce today. Enjoy the show. Hello and happy Mother's Day. Today I have the pleasure of speaking with Amy Brown. Aside from being Sean's ex-wife, Amy is a proud Texan who now calls Florida home. Among her many talents, she's a brilliant photographer who specializes in capturing life's most precious moments. She is an entrepreneur and the owner of Shea Rose Photography, where she specializes in children and family portraiture. She also owns the Zen Den, a chair massage business specializing in corporate wellness, trade shows, and events. She is a single mother of three amazing amazing children, Sean, 16, Madison, 12, and Olivia, 8. When she's not spending time with her friends and family, she loves donating her time and talents to many causes, as well as contributing to the community of Lake Nona. Amy, thank you so much for being here today. Hi, Melissa. I've been wanting you to come on here for a while now, and I thought Mother's Day would be perfect as we both share in the parenting of our children. We still haven't come up with a proper name to call one another. (laughs) I think there should be a title or a label for bio and stepmom. I don't know yes. what, though. You called me sister wife one time, and I thought that was weird. But Yeah, I know. We got to think of something. Yeah. So listeners, if you can think of something that we should call each other, let us know. So I definitely yes. want to get into your professional career in a little bit. But first, I want to talk on a personal level. I think the listeners would love to know how we make it work in our family. And I'm sure they want to hear how we really get along. And also, it will be wonderful for them to hear your perspective as a bio mom. But before we do that, I'd love for you to give the listeners an update on Shawnee. I'm sure you all remember I did an episode entirely on our son and the horrific car accident he was in in December. But Amy, since you're here today, why don't you tell everyone how he's doing? So if they don't already know, he was in this awful car accident. He had a fractured skull, hematoma on the brain, bleeding brain, um, severe concussion, broken hand. He was ejected from the car. Um, He was in ICU for four or five days, something like that. Um, And he is doing phenomenal. (laughs) That kid's a rock star, as you know. I mean, they gave him eight to 12 months, and he said, I will be back in four. And he is fully functioning. He is thriving. He's doing so well in school. I mean, he's just, he has a new perspective on life. He's just, you know, you learn so much from these kids. 
And uh, I'm so proud of him. I'm proud of him. I'm proud of all of our family who has come together to, you know, be with him. And uh, he's doing amazing. I'm proud of him. Actually, you know what? We have a, a chiropractor. I wanted to give him a shout out who has been helping him. Uh, he deals with functional neurology. His name is Dr. Colin Bartow, and he has been helping him to retrain his brain. And that has been just life-saving for him. I mean, just, I, I can't say enough about this chiropractor. He's amazing. So that's great. Thank and he's you, in uh, Orlando. Yeah. He's in, yeah, he, he's in, he's all over Orlando, but he actually makes house calls in Lake Nona. So he comes over here and he works with him once a week, just phenomenal. He's amazing. We love him. And, uh, Shawnee adores him. Can't wait every Monday. So it's been really interesting to see what he's done to kind of connect those dots that were lost during the concussion and the brain injury. So great. Well, I'm glad everyone is going to be so happy to hear that he's doing good. Um, all right. Now, can you tell everyone some backstory, maybe a little bit about yourself, a quick recap of your time with Sean, your marriage after him, and a little about the children, just so the listeners have a better picture of you. Sure. So, um, I met Sean when I was 18. So we were really, really young, um, we worked in a bar together. Yeah, I think he was what, 23, 24. Mm-hmm. Uh, we dated for a couple of years, got engaged, got married, had a couple of kids. We were married for eight years and together for 10. Um, we had two kids, Sean and Madison, uh, four years apart. And, uh, yeah, I got married or got divorced when I was 28. So 18 to 28. Yeah. And then um, after that, you were single for a while, right? Single for a bit. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) A couple years. (laughs) And then you met your second husband. I I didn't meet my second husband. I had known my second husband. Uh, That's right. My little brother's best friend since they were 10. But yes, I married him and uh, had another baby. Um, still Sean was a big part of that. Actually, that's when I met you, right? I was pregnant with Olivia when, when I met you, I believe. Yeah, right? that's what I was going to say. I met you when you yeah. were pregnant with Olivia and Shawnee was eight and Madison was only four. four. So and it, all my kids are four years apart. Yes. Yeah. It feels like yesterday. I can't even believe we have teenagers now. It's crazy. Next month, Madison will be 13. I know. So let me ask from your perspective back then, meeting me when the kids were pretty young, did you have any fears or concerns as a bio mom with a new woman coming into the picture? And if so, did I do anything to make that better or worse at the time? (laughs) That's a good question. So I think that you were probably way more afraid to meet me than I was to meet you, don't you think? Yes, absolutely. I remember. Do you remember Chuck yeah. E. Cheese? Yes. Yeah. So um, I love the fact that you had two little girls and they were around the same age. Um, you know, Sean had dated before and his track record wasn't good. So, of course, there was, you know, there was some concern there. But he when he before I met you, he made sure to say she's very nervous and she's but she really wants to meet you. So 
I knew that there was something there, something different. She has two little girls. And, and I love the fact that you were nervous to meet me. That means that it, it meant something to you to meet me. That right there for me was huge. So, you know, of course, I'm going to do my best to bring you in. I'm going to, Sean and I already had a very much, we were family. We did, as you know, you were at the birthday party. We did everything together, even though I was remarried and having another baby. You both were still at, you know, our kids' birthday parties. So, so we already had established that foundation of family first. So, yeah, I mean, I was, I was nervous. I'm not nervous, but I was concerned because, like I said, his track record wasn't that great. So, well, but, of course, once I met you, I loved you. Yeah, well, and it's That's funny. I'm asking you this question now, but we really never spoke about that before. You know, we didn't. That's funny. Yeah, so I just thought an honest view of our feelings yeah. would kind of help the listeners. And I can tell you that my main concern at the time was, obviously, I wanted you to approve of me. I mean, your children are the most important mm-hmm. thing to you in the world, and I wanted you to know that I was going to love and care for them. And I also wanted to convey that I would never try to overstep my boundaries in any way and that I respected you as their mother. And I hope that came across to you back then. And that is very important for the listeners to know. You know what I mean? Like for you to step up like that and, and have those concerns and want to convey that message that means so much to a bio mom. Not only that, but I saw your girls and I love, I fell in love with your girls. You know, I love kids anyway, but I fell in love with them and just the way they were, I knew that they were loved. I knew that they came from a loving home. And, uh, and that was another thing. That was another huge factor for me. Children say a lot about their parents, you know, Absolutely. I mean, just yeah. the way they were acting and, you know, and they loved me. It wasn't anything weird. And I actually, now that I look back, it didn't seem like that. It was like, come on into our family, come, you know, be with us. Here's my mom. Here's Sean's mom. Here's, you know, my, my husband's mom. You know, we all kind of invited you in, I think, don't you? Oh, definitely. Definitely. And I appreciated that. So one of the things I want to talk about that I know you want to talk about as well, because so many of my listeners struggle with this is jealousy. Uh You and I don't seem to have this issue, but so many people do. And it's mostly women. And there are times when stepmom, Moms are jealous of the bond between bio mom and her children. And there are other cases where bio moms get jealous of a stepmom who seems fun because she's not always enforcing the rules. And that's just a small example, but there are lots of different ways that feelings of jealousy can come up. And I want to talk about that a little. What is your personal feeling about jealousy and why do you think it's not an issue for us? I have issues with jealousy anyway, with anyone. I think that jealousy is a very selfish emotion and when you're jealous, you're kind of making it all about you. For me, I, that's what I think. And I think that in this relationship with you and I, there, there's no competition here. We're on the same team. There's no reason to be jealous of each other. We're working towards the same you know, purpose. These are our children, all of them, my children, your children, you know me, I, I, I take on your children like they're my own too. You take on mine like they're your own. So I, there's just no reason. There's nothing in there. There's no room for jealousy at all. That is a personal issue, I feel, and it has nothing to do with the family dynamic. 
I'm not a fan of jealousy. I think that when you have jealousy, you have issues anyway, and that's your own issue, your own personal issue. It has nothing to do with, with, you know, the family, not to mention, remember these little kids are looking up to you. I mean, is that how you would want your chin? I'm not saying you, of course, but to the listeners, is that how you would want your child to act in a situation that they were in, you know, that's the thing that what I was telling you earlier too, or we've had this discussion before. I, I look at it like this. My kids are watching my every move. I've got to do this right. I've got to make sure that I am the best person, the best role model for them to see, you know? So if I'm sitting here bad mouthing their stepmom, they get that. That's confusing to them. And who knows how they're going to act when they go out there and have some sort of controversy with, you know, a friend or whatever. I mean, so it all comes back, you know, you got to, these little eyes are on you. We're shaping and molding these kids. We've got to, we've got to do it right and do the right thing. The intentions have good intentions. You know, I know where your heart is. I know your intentions. There's no reason at all for me to be jealous. I I think I said this before. You're the nice one. (laughs) I'm the disciplinarian. And that's okay with me because I can hand it off and say, you know what? I'm, you know, I'm getting upset with these kids. Can you handle it in a different way? Because clearly my way is not working right now. So we have that bond and it is okay with me. So that's my take on jealousy. I, there's no room for it. And if, and if you are jealous, you really need to look inside yourself. That's a very selfish issue and it should not be brought into the family. I don't think. Yeah, and I think jealousy is kind of a fear-based emotion, and I I always look at things, yeah, and it's not a competition. You have a unique relationship with the kids, and so do I, and my opinion is that our children are blessed to have so many people in their lives that love them, and something important for people to realize, increased love for one parent or step-parent doesn't automatically diminish love for another. There's enough to go around, and we each have different things to offer. You know, let let me talk on that, too. That's another thing. It gets confusing when you do talk about the other step parent or even the other parent. It gets very confusing for them. With our kids, they get it. They get that mom is a disciplinarian. Nobody thinks that I'm a bad person for being who I am. And nobody thinks that you're too soft. I mean, sometimes they do. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. And that's who they go to when they need saucy. <laughs> right. But that's okay. And we have our roles. And dad's the fun one, you know? I mean, so we all have our roles and nobody, no, everybody respects us for it. All the children respect us for our different roles. Had we had that jealousy in there, I think it would be different. And I think that they wouldn't respect us as much for each one of our roles. You know what I mean? Oh, so, I agree 100%. Yeah. So we're, we're doing it. We're doing it, sister. Yes, we I are. Love it. Um, now, speaking from a bio mom's perspective, mm-hmm. what would you want to tell other bio moms who are developing relationships with women who are now either stepmoms to their children or involved in their children's lives? So tell us what kind of things they can do to make things easier. What mistakes should they avoid? Share with us what you've learned over the years. So for me, and I tell this story often, I, Sean didn't have a good track record with girlfriends before he met you. Once he met you, it was like, 
oh my God, I love her. Can we keep her? So if this is going to be the person that is going to be this, in my opinion, second mother to my children when I'm not there, I want her to be amazing. I'm going to boost you up. I'm going to invite you in. I'm going to do everything I can to make you feel like you're part of the family because that is going to make you a better mother to my children, you know? So that's the thing about bio moms and the jealousy thing. And there's nothing there like that. And again, the jealousy thing is like you said, fear-based and it's only, it's your own issue. It's your own issue. We have to move all of this nonsense and focus back on the children. I know I said, I, I yeah. no, keep saying that. I, that, it's, that is my main, I mean, that's another thing that Sean and I can go into tangents over here. Sean and I, we decided, and I want to say this, from the beginning, people asked us, how do you do it? Like, how do you get along? How do you hang out with your ex-husband? How do you do birthdays with your ex-husband? Well, we decided early on, we love our children more than we hate each other. doesn't matter what happened between us. We love our children. And even though divorce was difficult for us to go through as adults, what the children were going through was, was so much worse. They didn't ask for this. They don't know the backstories. They don't know what happened behind closed doors. They're just babies, just trying to function, you know? So for them, Sean and I focused on the kids from day one, from the beginning, and we let them know, I know that this stinks. That's the other thing. I know that this is hard for you with all the children. And any sort of change is stressful on anyone. Even if it's good change, it's stressful. So for someone else new to come in, it's going to be different for the kids. Of course, you know this, your children know this, we all know this. But the fact of the matter is, is that we are not, we're a very open door family. If you can't talk to mom, you can talk to dad. If you can't talk to dad, you talk to grandma. If you can't talk to grandma, you talk to Melissa, you talk to whomever is there, you know, you get it out. We talk about things. We always do. So that's the other thing. I think we need to have that open communication going with the other family. And if one is a little more resistant, then make it happen yourself, you know, take, make the, take the initiative and make it happen. That's just like you did, which I love you. I love you for, you did that. You came in, you were like, listen, I am not here to take your place. I am here to help. And that was, you know, probably life-changing. I mean, it made a world of difference, I think, in, in my opinion of you. Thank and you. And now, I mean, see us now, people, you know, your, your viewers don't know. I don't know how much they know about us, but we, we end phone calls with, I love you. I love you too. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you're tight. We're a tight family. Yeah. Thank you for that. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. Can I say that? You're proud proud of me? I'm so freaking proud of you for doing this, for just coming out. You're, you know, you're the quiet one. I'm the one who's loud (laughs) and you're doing this podcast and you're making a difference. And I just love you so much. I'm so blessed, so blessed to have you in our lives and my children's lives and my life. It's like, thank God, you know, you're getting married, but I'm like, we're getting married. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. That really means a lot. And of course I love you too. Um, so tell, tell us now we're, we're not quite through yet. I want to know what is one thing that you know now that you wish you knew back when you were first divorced? Um, you know, 
That's a tough one. I don't know that there's any one thing. I think that I had to go through those mistakes. Mm. I had to make the mistakes. I had to learn those lessons. And I did. And I think that we did. We were very good to keep the children first. I mean, that's one thing I give us credit for. And no matter what, it all went back. I wish I would have had a little more grace. You know, I mean, during a divorce, you get angry and there's words said and there's animosity. And, uh, you know, there were a lot of fights and shoot still to this day. You know, I mean, I get mad at Sean, too, and I'll call and sometimes I'll text you like, Melissa, can you deal with this? You know, I'm angry because this happened or whatever. And you're the calm one. See, we all have our roles. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, anger is just part of the divorce process and, and that's totally normal. It's just how you deal with it and how you work through it. And I think that we always have communication communication, like you said, and that's the most important thing. When you get upset about something, I need you to come to me or to Sean and tell us what's wrong so that we can fix it rather than holding everything in and bottling it up and then just blowing up one day. And we fix it. That's the thing. When we have arguments, that's another thing I think your viewers need to know. When we have, and I don't say we don't argue. We, if we disagree, you and I never disagree, Right. but if Sean and I disagree or whatever, you know, we, it's, the intentions are there. You're, he's not going away. I'm not going away. It's not like I'm going to get mad at him and be, you know, that's it. You're out of my life. You know, we are still a family. This is my children's father. This is a brother to me. You know, we spent 10 years of our lives married. And now what? How long? How old am I? 22 years now <laughs> knowing each other. You know, you can't just throw that away. So... So, you know, it's, it's become a bond and he knows I'm not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. So at least at the end of the day, even what you, you fight with your, or you have arguments with your family members and, you know, friends and you fix it. So it's never, it's never not, there's no grudges held, you know, where we always fix our issues. Yeah. Yeah. And that's super important. So if there was anything you could go back and change, what would it be and why? I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a thing. I needed, I, I now know I needed every mistake, every failure, every step to get to where I'm at now. I needed it all. So I, I wouldn't change a thing. I made mistakes and that's okay because those mis- little mistakes, you know, when I was 28 or 30, um, have helped me become who I am now because I've learned from them. And that's the other thing, you know, have an open heart with all of this. Uh, That's one thing I did. I mean, sure. I made mistakes throughout, but I had an open heart and uh, I engaged every experience and, and it's, it's helped me. There, there's a lesson to be learned in everything. And I'm so blessed for all of it. I really am. I really, really love that point because so many times we go through a hard time and we're angry and then we regret, but really, as long as you learn from whatever process you're going through, then you're good. Yeah. Yeah. You need it. You need every single step, every failure, every mistake, all of it helps shape and mold. And that's the other thing. I'm so glad that we all have this communication with our kids. This is important because we do make mistakes. And there are times when I do get angry and, you know, and my kids see that, but to 
tell them, okay, I made a mistake. So they can see that, yes, adults make mistakes. You will make mistakes, but you got to learn for them, from them. And you, you learn the lesson and you move on and you grow from it. You don't grow when it's, when it's, you know, easy. You grow when times are hard. So they can see that. Like I said, the bottom line for me, these little eyes are watching and listening to everything you say and do. Yeah. How do you want your children to be? How do you want your children to become adults? They're watching you. So that's why everything I do, I have to make sure, and I'm not perfect, none of us are, but I want to make sure I'm setting the right example for my children. Yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. I think a lot of people can learn from that. So we got a couple of questions from some listeners for you to answer, or we can answer them together. The oh, first sorry. one came from the Facebook group from Linda, and that's blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash group if you want to join us. She asks, how did your communication with Melissa change over time? Did you take any steps to get to know Melissa intentionally, and how long did that take you? It's all about intention for me. It is all about intention. So no matter what you have heard or what you thought about, like for me with my ex-husband's, you know, previous girlfriends that I wasn't a fan of, you know, I put all of that aside. And my intention was I'm going to put aside any judgment and just give this person my full experience, my full engagement and, and that's what I did. And I think that, you know, like you said before, that's what you did. You came up and you said, I'm not here to take your place. I, I am here to help. You know, you, you, you know, you opened that door and we both had that. So I know that that's not the case every single time, yeah. but one of you has to make, you know, you got to put the judgment, you got to put the pride aside and make sure that, you know, one of you uh, it makes that effort to just put it out there. If they don't respond right away, at least you know that you've done the right thing with grace. So, I, you know, I think for us over the years, it's turned into a, a very much a, a sister-like relationship. You know, yeah. like I, I've said, I mean, I, if there's something and I'm, my kids are driving me crazy or I, I'm not handling something well, I can send it over to <laughs> you and you're, you're going to handle it in a different way. And, and probably in a way that they might respond because I maybe I'm overwhelmed or whatever the case might be, but you know, it happens. So it's nice to have that teamwork going on. Well, honestly, it takes a village these days it to raise kids. It takes a village. That's another thing I wanted to say. <laughs> okay. So uh, the next question is, it's a little bit long. Um, it's an email I got from Sarah. She says, hi, Melissa. First, I have to say this is so inspiring that you're able to have a relationship like this with Amy. I'm sure it wasn't and isn't always easy, but it gives us hope. Our situation is quite a bit different. I knew my boyfriend platonically for several years before our respective divorces and then finally finding home in each other. Thus, I also knew his ex. Very superficially, but we'd talk a little here and there at events. On top of her craving drama, starting untrue gossip about us, telling her kids they don't need to be nice to mine or mine don't deserve to be at their events, and truly intimidating me, this history with us hasn't helped. I just continue to take the high road and bite my tongue. It's bleeding." 
All that aside, Mm -hmm. I want to try to move past this for my sanity and for the kids. One thing that we both seem to have concerns with is how much their children snack and what they snack on. It seems as though bad habits were formed during the marriage and she wants to change them now due to the influence from her new boyfriend. I've always been a bit of a health nut, so I'm excited to see this trend. Either way, I would like to approach her and tell her that I've been seeing her concerned about this and ask what she's allowing at her house, etc. Put myself out there and try to find a common ground. I'm so afraid of her reaction or her saying that this is between her and my boyfriend. Is this something I should just leave between them? Should I find something else to bridge the gap with? Should I not even try? Am I overstepping? The only reason I would say yes, 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 is because nothing she said there was positive about the ex. So already she's done this. She's already done this. How are you going to, going to approach her and you already have this judgment of negativity? That's what I'm saying about putting judgment aside. You know, so what she's done these things? She's done these things because maybe she's jealous, maybe. But those are her, her own issues. Those are just her interpretation of her own reality. You know, you can't take these things personally, and usually it has nothing to do with you. It's just a perception of her own reality. That's it. So don't think that she's doing that to you. She's doing that to herself. You take the high road. You do it with grace. You, you don't need to contact her because, it, you know, I wanted to say this as well. You know, we still have things that, you know, I say Shawnee's grounded or one of my kids is grounded and they go over there and Sean, you know, my ex-husband lets them bring a friend. And I'm like, wait a minute, I just said they were grounded. You can't. But then I realized, you know, and he had said to me, I get them two days every other week. And, you know, they can't just be grounded at my house. And he's right. So you got to pick and choose your battles. Is food that big of a deal? I mean, it's not, it's not life changing. It's not, you know, yes, you would like your kid to eat better, but is it, it's not a deal breaker, you know, so you got to really pick your battles. So I realized, you know what, not everything I say here is going to go over there. And, is it that big of a deal? No. I mean, my kids don't hate me because they're grounded here and not grounded for the weekend over there. You know, it's a little escape for them. So no, I mean, you know, yeah, and that, I, would I think be cons- that's where the jealousy comes into. Yes, absolutely. It's all fear-based. Everything she stated, nothing was like, I really want to talk to her because maybe we can. No, no, no. You already said she's negative. She told you this. She did, you know, you already have this judgment of negativity coming from this other person, which you're taking personally and nothing is personal. Well, and it's, it's on both sides too. The other, the other, you know, the ex is also, uh, gossiping and doing things. So I don't think her her approaching her, she's not going to be positive about it. She's going to look at it like an assault, you know, um, a judgment for her coming and saying, Hey, you know, I have these ideas about healthy food. What I would say instead is talk to, um, your boyfriend about it and have him go to the ex and they can discuss the food trends and then also try to put a positive influence on the kids when they're there. Um, if you want them to eat healthier, show them, teach them when they're with you and then maybe they'll decide to do it at the other house. But I agree. This is something, um, that I would leave alone right now. Definitely. 
Melissa, can we do something, I think, for the listeners? Um, and and I can send it to you. The Four Agreements, have you actually read that book? Well, actually, I did. And I just gave away two okay. copies last month for, uh, yes, I did for um, a, a newsletter giveaway. Anyone who signed up for my newsletter wow. were entered into the contest. And I sent off two copies of that book. But what is your idea? I think that we should just post the picture, the, the one, two, three, four, be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions and always do your best. I think that would be perfect for a bio mom, step mom, you know, sort of relationship. Well, yeah, let's do that because I have told I have the picture. listeners. I can send it. We can post it in the comments. That would be great. Let's do that. that. Yeah, absolutely. That's important. That is something I live by, the four agreements, something I yeah. live by. Well, I know. And that's why I wanted to give it away because I feel like it's relevant for the listeners, you know, people that are going through these hard times. Yeah. Okay. I love our books. Yes. Um, okay. So let's see. So let's get into you a little bit more, Amy. You're a successful mom. You picked yourself up after the divorce and began first a career with massage therapy. Then years later, you became a photographer. So tell everyone a little bit about that journey. So... Um, I became a massage therapist, uh, when my son was little and, uh, that was what got me by through my first divorce. And that's what I did mainly. Um, I got married again and became a stay at home mom. And as you know, you know that I, I can speak from both sides of the spectrum. And I think that's important for your listeners to know. I have one husband who is family to me. I have another one who walked out and never looked back mm -hmm. and didn't speak to, you know, our children, my, mine and Sean's children, right. and, uh, you know, doesn't see his own daughter very much. So, and I, I don't speak to him at all. Not my choice. But again, I have to remember that, you know, these, this is a perception of his own reality that he's acting from. Everything I've learned has been so positive from that relationship, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I picked myself up from, I was actually the stay at home mom, as you know, and thank God I had you guys because you came in, stepped in and helped out. I was, everything happened to be in my name. So I was left with over half a million dollars in debt and, uh, I didn't really work. I had my teeny tiny little photography business. So I had to act fast and thank God I'm a hustler. <laughs> so I, you know, picked up my photography business. I had been doing that. It was actually that ex-husband's sister-in-law who had passed away. And I had started doing photography because of that. So um, that's how that started. So thank God. I mean, I, I needed that guy. I needed all the mistakes, the failures, everything um, has helped shape and mold me. And, uh, and it just, it's just become such a huge success. And then I started, um, another business, the Zen Den, which is the, the chair massage business. And uh, it was something I always loved. So I've been able to really live out my dreams. I get to people actually pay me for something I would do for free. You know, I, I've had a rough two years of picking myself up from really falling to the bottom and, uh, and with the three children, as you know, I have primary custody, so it's me and three kids, um, three jobs, two of them I'm running, my own businesses, and uh, I love saying it. I thought one day I'm going to get here and say, I did it, I did it, and I did. It's so cool to look back, and and uh, I did, I did it. So I'm very excited. I mean, it's just the opportunities that are coming are just 
awesome and constant and filled with love. And I, I'm just, I'm so proud, proud of my family, proud of the relationships we've built, proud of the businesses. I'm just proud to be a part of this community. And uh, yeah. Well, I love your story. It's so encouraging to so many women who are left after a divorce. I did that they might do. You know, I did that. You saw I did that fast. Melissa knows my story and it's pretty long, but that was in a gist, in a nutshell. Yeah. Well, that gives people just an idea. I mean, you you are so inspiring. I mean, I, I watched it all happen and I'm proud of you as well because it's amazing what you've built and you're really good at what you do. And I want to say something about that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's another thing. You never know how things are going to work. You set your intentions and you do them for good. But I went through, as you know, such a rough time, a messy, messy two-year divorce Um, you know that, but I had already built this foundation with my first ex-husband, Sean and you, and you guys stepped up and you were there every step of the way, sometimes making us dinner, sending over groceries, taking care of my other daughter who is not biologically yours, you know, and that's another thing I also want to say, you've invited her to be a part of your wedding, which is, I mean, I can't. I can't thank you enough. Like that little girl thinks of you as second parents and that's not your biological child. That's someone else's child. So for you guys to take that on and just be, you know, by the way, you guys are watching. Her next <laughs> Yes, I know. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> we love Olivia. Like she is ours. Yeah. We we've okay, taken she her. She loves in. you. I yeah. mean, she loves you guys as if you're, you know, I mean, we're all family and that is the benefit to this. It's all about the children. And while again, I'm saying this as my story, I don't know what she's going to say one day is her story because the way people have, and she's by herself. She doesn't, you know, she, her brother and sister go with you guys every other weekend and she stays with me as her father only sees her, you know, one weekend a month. And I can't even imagine that has to be incredibly hard for her. And one day she'll tell a story as well. You know, I've taught her at the same time. We don't say anything bad. You and I don't say anything bad about the other party. And this is someone we don't talk to. Sean doesn't say. We inspire her to be a forgiving, loving child. Because like I've said before, everybody is living their own perception of their own reality. And we can only react to what is happening to us, you know. So... It's been, it's just been an incredible journey. And thank God we had that foundation because I don't know how I would have gotten through it without, without you guys, honestly. I mean, you, you both have done so much. I love you. And, well, it's uh, so much easier when it's like this. I mean, we, you, you come through for me too. I mean, there's stuff that I need you for. I mean, we all lean on each other and that feels really, really good. Yeah. And I can speak for you and for myself when I tell women that you can truly do whatever it is that you want. You just have to believe in yourself, find your passion. Speaking of finding your passion, Amy, I know you're about to start something new. Can you tell us about that? Oh, this is my baby. So... I, it's, it's still in the works. It's called the Zen life. And it was really just kind of a spinoff from what I already do. And I I love it so much. And I know that I've, I have this story that needs to be told. And, and I went through the two years of just 
you know, people used to ask me all the time, you were going through your foreclosure, uh, bankruptcy, um, you know, divorce, and you're losing your house. How, how do you stay so positive? And it took a lot of work. I did a lot of things to get me to stay in that state of mind. You know, the four agreements is one of them. But, but I'm starting the Zen life. And it's basically I wanted to create a community where we can inspire and motivate each other to live a more purpose-filled life. I am living, oh my gosh, it's, it's, I almost want to cry when I say it. I'm, it. This is dreamy for me. I get to live out this life where I don't have anyone around me who brings me down. I don't have negativity. You know, I mean, that's always going to come in, but I've learned not to worry about those things anymore. I just have, my life is filled with so much love and I want to help other people. I want to help inspire. I want to promote things like this that are helping the world. I mean, this is brilliant. This, you know, blend families podcast that you've done. I love it. And the fact that we could take what seems to be a very difficult situation and make it about love. Oh my gosh. There, we'll, we'll have to post that later about the, all you need is love. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> but, you know, so this is going to be a community that I will promote these things that I have done and, you know, have other people share their stories and inspire as well. So be looking for it. We can, once it's up, you'll post a, a link and it's called The Zen Life. Um, and it's kind of a spinoff of The Zen Den. Uh, and also my, my photography business where it's not just photography. You know, I'm helping people feel beautiful and capturing these memories that they'll cherish forever. And it's more to me than just taking a picture. It's, it's a passion and uh, passion equals purpose. Like I always say. So, well, that's so, yeah. amazing. I, I know your site is not fully done yet. So once you get it up, you will get me the link and I will announce it here to the listeners and your other links I will put in the show notes. That will be both the Zendan and the photography site. And last, do you have any final words of advice for the listeners? I do. My final words of advice is for, especially for this site, when it's all about the blended families, it's really, we need to focus on these children. It's bringing it back to the kids before you react, before you do anything, make sure you're thinking through the eyes of a child. You can learn so much from your children. And I think that if we kept it there, it would be so much more peaceful. It really would. That is perfect, wonderful last advice. Where can everyone find you, Amy? So you can find me on Facebook. That's that's where I'm that's my free advertising. I am at the the Zen Life and Shay Rose Photography. Those are my two businesses. Or uh, you can friend me. It's Amy Brown, Amy with an I, brown like the color. Great. And you are also a member of the Blended Family Connection, which is our private Facebook group that you can find and join at blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash group. She is Amy Brown there. And soon we're going to share our last name. Speaking of, you're sitting in the front row at the wedding watching all three of your kids, even Olivia, join us in our ceremony. So I really want to say, Amy, how blessed I feel to have you in my life, and I'm honored to be Shawnee and Madison's second mother. I love you, Amy, and thank you so much for coming on the show. To be the second mother for my children. And, you know, I love you. I love your children. I love your family. 
And well, because they're my family, we're all family. So. Well, thank you. And listeners, I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, leave us some feedback and let us know. And if you have more questions for Amy after listening to this show, send them in. Maybe she'll come back on again. So thanks for listening and join me next week for another show. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.